The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, starting May 8th, wherever you get your podcasts. Today is Thursday, April 9th, 2020. On this day in 1881, legendary outlaw William H. Bonney, a.k.a. Billy the Kid, was found guilty of murder and condemned to the gallows. But Billy's death sentence would prove to be far from the last chapter in his story. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering the sentencing of Billy the Kid in Mesilla, New Mexico. But before we get to his conviction, let's go back to the hours before on the morning of April 9th, 1881. Twenty-one-year-old William Billy Bonney was tired. He couldn't sleep the night before. Instead, he'd spent the hours in the oppressive desert heat, entertaining frightening thoughts that kept his eyes open and his mind racing till morning. Now he sat on the floor of his cell, watching dust swirl in the shafts of light coming from the barred window. Outside, he could hear the bustle of people on the town's main street. He focused on these things, desperate to keep his mind off of what had him up all night, his trial. Billy had been inside of a cell a time or two, but while then his crimes had been horse rustling or robbery, this was different. This time, he was in for murder. He'd killed a sheriff, Sheriff William Brady of Lincoln County, a corrupt lawman known for his brutality. Brady shot down Billy's friend and employer. And because Billy was a loyal man, he did the same to Sheriff Brady. Shot him dead in the street, just like the dog he was. But it turns out the law doesn't like it when you kill its best men. So Billy found himself back in jail. Billy fidgeted with the iron cuffs on his ankles. He knew he had nothing to worry about. He was in the right. He swore on his mother's grave he was. But more importantly, he'd already secured a pardon. He'd met secretly with New Mexico Governor Lou Wallace months before and struck a deal. Billy would testify in court against a rival gang in exchange for his freedom. And Billy had done his part. But now that he was awaiting his trial, he couldn't help but feel worried. He had a dark kind of feeling he just couldn't shake. Before his worries spiraled off, a clanging sound snapped Billy from his thoughts. Two armed guards were rapping on the bars of his cell. It was time to go. Time for the trial. The two guards escorted Billy down the street toward the courthouse. 
As he shuffled along across the dusty road in his shackles, passersby stopped to stare. As Billy went by, he smiled his mischievous grin, doling out howdies and how-do-you-do's, winking and tipping a non-existent hat, leading his own private parade. But as soon as he stepped foot in the courthouse, his good mood evaporated. Inside, the room was dark and the air was hot and hazy with tobacco smoke. As Billy was led to his chair, he began to sweat. After Judge Warren Bristol called the court to order, he stated the charges and said the words that Billy had been dreading for months. Charged with murder in the first degree. He winced. Then he waited for Judge Bristol to announce to the court his winning hand that he'd been pardoned by Governor Wallace. But it never came. Instead, the prosecution simply proceeded with the trial. Billy sat stunned. This wasn't supposed to happen. Wallace had made him a deal. They shook on it man to man. Now the bastard had thrown him to the wolves. As the trial continued, all Billy could do was watch as the prosecution paraded witness after witness to the stand, testifying how Billy had killed Brady in cold blood. They called Billy cruel and callous, a ruthless killer. It was surreal to him, watching these men drag his name through the dirt right in front of him. And the longer it went on, the more certain he was of his own fate. But when the verdict came booming out of Judge Bristol's mouth, it hit him like a punch to the gut all the same. He was found guilty of Brady's murder in the first degree and sentenced to hang. Billy felt his blood run cold. His heart pounded in his ears. Then the judge announced the execution date, May 13th. On hearing the date, Billy snapped back from his despair and grinned. There was still plenty of time to get out of town. Coming up, Billy the Kid slips through the hands of the law. This episode is brought to you by Rakuten. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores including headliners, Ulta, Ray-Ban, and Canon. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals during Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th. The cashback rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for Adidas and Fenty. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Now back to the story. On April 9th, 1881, 21-year-old William H. Bonney, a.k.a. Billy the Kid, was taken to trial in Mesilla, New Mexico, to face charges for the murder of Lincoln County Sheriff William Brady. 
However, Billy had thought he'd secured a pardon for the crime in a secret meeting with the governor of New Mexico, Lou Wallace. Billy expected to leave the courtroom a free man. Instead, the pardon was never stated, and Billy was found guilty of murder in the first degree and sentenced to hang. Billy ventured that Governor Wallace had perhaps used him. After all, Billy had completed his end of the bargain. Two years before his own trial, he risked his life to appear before a grand jury and testified against a powerful Irish mob that controlled most of Lincoln County. With the help of Billy's testimony, the grand jury indicted 50 men, but the governor failed to uphold his end of the deal. In reality, however, Governor Lou Wallace hadn't used Billy as much as he had simply let their secret agreement fall to the wayside. Before Billy's trial, Wallace left town to return to his governor's mansion and simply never followed up. And the judge appointed to Billy's trial, Judge Warren Bristol, would have simply refused to carry out Wallace's order for a pardon because Bristol had been sent by Washington, D.C. to the New Mexican Territory, he fell outside Governor Wallace's jurisdiction. And so, after Billy was sentenced, he was thrown back in jail in the custody of Sheriff Pat Garrett, the successor of the man he'd killed. There, in a cramped jail cell back in Lincoln County, Billy wrote letter after letter to Governor Lou Wallace, begging him to enact the pardon he promised. But days passed without a single response. A pardon never came. His execution date was fast approaching. He knew he was a dead man walking. So Billy did what he did best and took things into his own hands. On April 28th, just 15 days before he was scheduled to be sent to the gallows, Billy made his escape. While Deputy Bob Ollinger went across the street for a meal, he was left alone with a single guard. When Billy asked to be taken to the jail's outhouse, he managed to slip one of his hands free of his shackles and wrestled the guard's gun from his grip. Billy turned the guard's own gun on him and shot the man. Then Billy positioned himself at an upstairs window overlooking the street and waited for Deputy Ollinger to return. When he did, Billy called to him. Look up, old boy, and see what you get. He fired a round of buckshot into Ollinger's chest, killing him instantly. Then he made a run for it. He commandeered a horse, took Ollinger's own gun, and rode into the New Mexican desert a free man. After his escape from jail, Billy the Kid went from a locally infamous gunslinger to a national legend. Newspapers across the country reported on the story, and people everywhere from New York City to Chicago knew his name. They tracked his movements into the summer, wondering where the young outlaw had ridden to next. But he didn't get far, and he wasn't on the lam for long. Three months later, Sheriff Pat Garrett received a tip. Billy was seeing a girl, 16-year-old Paulita Maxwell in Fort Sumner, New Mexico, and Paulita's disapproving brother had betrayed his location. 
On July 14, 1881, Garrett and a posse rode to Fort Sumner and ambushed Billy. He died not in a skirmish with guns blazing, but unarmed and vulnerable in the dead of night in the home of his girlfriend's brother. It was far from a fitting death for one of the Wild West's most notorious outlaws. But the legend of Billy the Kid would overwrite the indignity of his killing. He'd become a mythic figure rather than a disenfranchised young man turned criminal, proving once again that the line between fame and infamy is thin. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more stories like this, check out the ParCast original, Famous Fates, where my co-host Carter and I told the story of the tragic life and strange death of Billy the Kid. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Russell Nash, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Freddie Beckley. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Alex Garland, with writing assistance by Abigail Cannon. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 